0: Hey everybody, it's Ed. I just got done doing my weekly podcast with Matt. We had James Lynch on, so if you follow the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, please go check that out. And as promised, um, I am uploading my uh, Sunday submission from this past event, UFC Vegas 11. I know we got UFC 253 coming up this weekend. I'll give you my main event pick really quick just before I I put the audio in from Sunday submission um main event uh, between Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa UFC 253 I see I don't see the fight of the year that Dana White is predicting of course he's going to say that he's a promoter um I do kind of see Adesanya being um coming from the world of kickboxing and being as cerebral as he is um you know He, uh, he's probably going to drag this into the later rounds so that, uh, Paulo Costa's big muscles can, you know, suck up all the oxygen, oxygen he needs and gets fatigued and he'll probably get a a late round decision. You know, he'll probably either get a decision or a late round KOTKO, but I don't see Adesanya losing the belt. Obviously, if you like betting underdogs and Costa winds up being one and the numbers look good, Right. You never know in the fight game, but that's where, uh, that's where my main event pick goes for USC two fifty three. Um, again, Sunday submission from MMA news.com is what you're going to hear next. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Carbazel C A R B A Z E L. You can read all my work for over at MMA news.com. My MMA news.com. Uh, one, three, seven PM. Um, and sure com, And, um, Yeah, lots of stuff coming up this week, so stay tuned and listen to the uh, last weekend's Sunday submission. Those are from Periscope and and the MMANews.com YouTube channel, by the way, so um, if you are following me on Twitter, you'll see them first over at Periscope. And uh, those that are still listening, thank you so much for listening. Have a good week. hello everybody happy sunday it is september 20th and it's the uh day after ufc 11 vegas event uh was it 36 um i'm ed Carbohall for mmanews.com this is my sunday submission uh for the last week that just passed uh if you like what we're doing here at mma news please like and subscribe to this youtube channel. Um, We've got interviews with Caitlin Chukagian, Artem Lobov, and Corey Sanhagen. Uh, If you haven't seen those, uh, go check them out because they've got fights coming up and uh, all the latest news with them. A lot of news. Speaking of news, um, before we get into last night's event with the UFC, the last UFC event in Las Vegas before they go to Fight Island, uh, which is for UFC 253 this coming weekend. Make sure you check it out here, too, for the uh, seven takeaways that I do for every pay-per-view at mmanews.com. Um, and I usually write those leading up to the week. So for those that are watching and uh, subscribe to the channel, I appreciate it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Carbazel, spelled C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. And, uh, of course, mmanews.com, mmanews underscore com. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happened this week. I would say the biggest news of the week um, was unrelated, uh, obviously with the fights last night. You know that's the, the current news, but the leading up into the week was it like Tuesday, Wednesday? We got the official word that uh, Michael Chandler is officially with the UFC. Um, he's going to be uh, in Abu Dhabi for the UFC 254. He's he, <clears throat> no official bout has been booked, but he's the uh, backup for. Uh, Khabib and Gaethje, Khabib Nuragomedov versus Justin Gaethje, which is, I think that's legitimately, regardless of which side, I mean, um, you know, we don't want, obviously we want that fight. We don't want it to fall apart or anything like that, but regardless of which, you know, you got to play devil's advocate, which is why they're doing it. If you think about, you know, a side of it falling out, if uh, we lose one side of the main event, Michael Chandler is absolutely a perfect fill-in for either, you know, if it's if it's Gaethje versus Chandler or Khabib versus Chandler, that makes for a great main event because, you know, Chandler's been a a multiple-time lightweight champion over at Bellator. He's he's his uh, I would say his most memorable fights are against Eddie Alvarez, Um, the two the two type fights that they had over at Bellator MMA for the lightweight title. and uh you know if you look at eddie alvarez already had his ufc run so it's nice to see that chandler's finally going to get to check that off of his bucket list of uh, for his mma career before he hangs up the ropes excuse me jesus christ we're going through seasonal changes here in jersey so when you have uh bad lungs and allergies like i do uh the early part of the day can be rough so i'm sorry about that um anyway the, uh, so that news was kind of like the biggest news of the week. And, um, uh, one of the things he said, uh, he did an interview. I wrote an article about it over at MMAnews.com, and you can check that out. But, um, one of the interviews he did, uh, during the week was that, uh, you know, he's excited because a lot of people were kind of like, that's kind of, that's kind of messed up to rush him into a, a potential, you know throw him, throw him into the, the top of the division like that, but he's all for it. He did an interview with TMZ where he said that, uh, he was completely fine with being a fill in. He definitely wants to fight someone in the top five. And obviously you got Gaethje number one could be the champ. So that's an opportunity right there. Excuse me. If, if you watch his uh, post fight Bellator, the last fight he, when he, when he beat Benton Henderson, he beat him in the, and it was a first round finish. So he didn't take a lot of damage. Um, he's always, if you, if you follow him on social media, Michael Chandler is a machine that likes to stay ready and be ready all the time. Um, I mean, his, his light workouts are likely something that would put us all in, in, uh, you know, in bed for a week from, from fatigue and muscle, muscle soreness and stuff like that. So, um, uh, but he did say when he, after his last fight in Bellator, when he was, uh, you know, talking to the, uh, the media in the post-fight press conference, he said that he'd like to fight one more time before the end of the year. And he was looking more like November, December. But, I mean, this is a maybe for October. And he already said he was back in the gym the very next day after after the, uh, the last fight in Bellator. So um, I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot of potential there. I feel like <clears throat> the whole, and this is just me being, you know, Skeptical or whatever conspiracy theorists, but the whole thing that we saw with, um, Dustin Poirier and, um, Tony Ferguson, I feel like that may have been the monkey wrench that kind of broke that fight up because considering, uh, where Chandler had, I mean, if, if, if you look at, uh, the sport as a whole, not just UFC's ranking, just look at the whole sport it makes martial arts. When you're looking at top lightweights Chandler's always been up there. So I think this is the UFC kind of like making um, space for okay, if we need him, we got him for October. But if not, then then maybe it's we're gonna see Chandler versus Poirier or Chandler versus Ferguson. And um, I mean, Chandler's been up uh, for Connor even so, um, and they've already hinted at something fun for Conor McGregor uh, next year. I hope they don't make uh, us wait till next year but um, i mean maybe the anticipation cuz obviously we're we're with the whole covid nonsense none of us is doing much um moving ahead <laughs> in, the, in in and uh you know there's a there's very little sports going on some stuff is back but you know with everything in the covid numbers you have no idea how long stuff is going to be around but anyway that's besides the point lots of potential fights with chandler i think uh i like the i feel like the most uh, if there, if any one of those fights uh, I really don't want to even try to call Khabib or or Gaethje versus Chandler. I feel like the, the 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 fight of the year candidate one would actually be Poye versus Chandler. Again, this is my opinion, but uh, just their styles seem to complement each other well enough that I could see them going back and forth, crazy scrambles, a lot of trading on the feet. Um, that I I see that being a potential fight of the year candidate whenever if ever it happens um i feel like the the biggest problem i feel like ferguson could be a problem for chandler um just because of his uh uh he i feel like he probably has a reach advantage over chandler and um he's uh he's uh what they call an ectomorph his body type um i wrote a whole thing i'll, I'll probably tweet it under this i know i'm sharing this on periscope too so we will I'll probably uh, I'll I'll share the link that I wrote about uh, ectomorphs in combat sports. Um, I wrote a whole thing on it. Joe Rogan even said it once. Uh, and by ectomorphs, I mean those long, wiry types like Ferguson, John Jones, uh, Nate Diaz, all those guys that have those long-limbed uh, fighters. Uh, combat sports seems to uh, complement them in their careers, especially if they're they're uh, you know good martial artists or like, whether they be wrestling or or submission grappling or kickboxing or what have you um they they definitely have uh, uh it's like scientifically engineered towards success, success and i'm not a scientist i'm just saying that you know to uh to kind of get the uh uh the thing <laughs> to kind of get the uh the point that i'm trying to make about ectomorphs and that body type in combat sports uh even in boxing i remember uh is it diego corrales very snake-like person, but his reach and you know because they're so narrow, they generate a lot of power with their with their uh, hooking punches, um, and of course Tony Ferguson with his wrestling and the way he snaps snaps folk down into to the dark choke and stuff like that. So uh, I feel like that's probably Chandler's biggest challenge should he uh should they wind up facing each other in the UFC. So uh, that's enough about that. Obviously, we had a uh, UFC. Las Vegas, Uh, I think that was ESPN 36. Uh, Let me check. I'll check it on MMA. Let me see. MMAnews.com. ESPN plus 36. Uh, It was uh, Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley in the main event. Um, So this fight, this whole fight card uh, was, uh, you saw a lot of folks on on social media as it was going on, calling it pay-per-view worthy. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, obviously with all the finishes, a little bit of controversy. So it had all the excitement, the ups and downs of a pay-per-view event and, um, man, um, the standouts of the card, obviously the main event, you know, uh, Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley, uh, Covington finished Woodley, uh, who has never really been finished before. And, um, funny thing about the, uh, the uh the way that that turned out was the um you know uh, the talk of Woodley hanging up his gloves uh was one of the things Dana White commented on and like maybe he should walk away from the sport and it's not be not for anything um uh athletic like like as far as deteriorating athletically or he could I mean he probably wax any any average Joe uh, you know uh, weekend warrior martial artist uh, any day of the week. But uh, one of the things that I think is, uh... (laughs) shout out to uh, Peter Bliss, thank you, man, appreciate the love. Um, The uh, one of the things that I found that was uh, um, that Dana White said is because we were actually talking about it. So I train, yeah, I I usually train Saturdays at my gym, and of course, if you go to any MMA gym or or Jiu-Jitsu academy, you're going to have a lot of fans of the sport there. And uh, one of the topics of discussion, usually when there's a big card coming, like there was yesterday, we always talk about the card after class when we're sitting around, you know, uh, BSing and stuff like that. So one of the things that came up was the main event and why uh, how co- Covington was was already in, with the odds makers. He was a favorite, and one of the things that uh, we all kind of agreed on was that uh, Woodley's co- mental focus is is not on competitive fighting anymore. I don't know if it's because he, you know. He's he's been welterweight champion, defended the title, got his black belt too. When he got that submission, went over Darren Till, which I thought was really awesome. So maybe I mean maybe something in the back of his mind is checking off all the boxes where he says, uh, you know, I've done everything I want to do, and now it's just you know I'm just going to collect some checks and make some money, and and uh, invest it in in other endeavors that I want to do with my life, whether it be his music or a gym or whatever else he has going on he's been on tv he's been in movies he's in um uh, straight out of compton he's got a small role in that so maybe he wants to do more stuff like that and combat sports is a young man's you know i think i said this last week or the week before when we were talking about uh Overeen. um you know mma combat sports in general it's a young man's game and uh you know mid mid 30s 40s that's old for that you know i can say that as a uh someone in that age range myself uh, you wouldn't catch me trying to compete in anything i, I, I pretty much uh, trained for maintenance and research and development for stuff that i uh, write over at the other sites and stuff that i contribute to but um yeah so dana white said that and we were kind of saying that early in that day so um if your mind it seems especially as the sport evolves and as uh, things get and the polar opposite in Kamzat Chameev, who was also on the card, picked up that. Excuse me, picked up that um, that uh, first round finish over Gerald Mearshart who, I mean, uh, that was at middleweight. He made his debut at middleweight, and then he fought at 170, and then he fought at middleweight again. So he's three zero in the UFC, and he knocks out a guy like, uh, like Mierschard in in uh, 17 seconds of the first round. So you look at someone like that, 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 that it doesn't care about anything else, but competing and fighting and wants to fight every other day of the week versus someone that's already, you know, you know, Woodley's already done the path that China has seems to have started. So maybe somewhere in the back of his mind, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, one of those things where maybe he should think about either taking some time off or just, uh, You know, if if he's made enough money, which I I think Dana White commented that he has made enough money as when he was champion and all the other fights he's done, because he's headlined a couple of times. He headlined against uh, Burns and when he lost, and then you know last night again. So maybe it's time to uh, to uh, think about uh, fully focusing on the other things and and stepping away from fighting. Um, And I think he's a gym drifter too. Like I know he's he trains uh, with din thomas or but but doesn't i feel like feel like i've heard that he said himself that he doesn't really stay at one gym and i, I kind of feel like it's hard to evolve when you do that cuz you, you kind of need a instructor and a coach to help you uh you know you need someone to keep you in check as far as your your skill level goes and uh not get complacent and flatline at a you know you there's always there's always room for improvement and uh if if you're not staying at one place that you can call your home gym and stuff like that for folks to help you, uh, that watch you long enough to see things, you know, not, not just training for specific fights, but overall in your career, you know, if you look at, um, TriStar gym with George St. Pierre, you know, he stood with them his whole, uh, his whole career. And even at the end, uh, one, you know, of course he supplemented you, which is cool. You go check out other camps, pick up new, new tricks and, and, you know, St. Pierre likes to go to, uh, Hensel's in New York and train and stuff like that. So, um, But if you're just kind of, uh, you know, drifting like that, and I mean, it's cool that he can stay in the top five, top 10 and and do that. But um, I don't know. I just feel like it was weird to hear Dana White say that after early in that day before the fight, we were talking about it, me and my training partner. So I can't help but uh, agree with him on that. Maybe maybe, uh, he should think about it. But he didn't say he was going to have a conversation about uh, doing other things like he did with uh, Donald Cerrone. So if we look at the uh, results from last night, uh, the welterweight co-main event, Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price was a majority draw. Um, and uh, so Cerrone uh, ticked that up to a, a loss. If you watch his post-fight interview with Brett Okamoto on ESPN, he was definitely uh, down himself. He said, he's, t- he's that's it. He's not fighting until next year. But then... Um, Dana White was kind of like at the post-fight press conference saying he wants to have a conversation with him about, uh, what's next. And, um, man, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, uh, I forgot how old he is, but again, he's at that age where maybe, maybe your body is trying to tell you something and you're not listening. I mean, one thing I think as, as fans, we all forget is that these guys that, that do this for a living, they, uh, their mind is, It's a different, they're a different breed of human when it comes to competitive combat sports, you know, they're, you know, they, they, uh, they go and get surgeries to repair things so they can keep going. I mean, it's like changing a, a, a a part on your car or something like that. Um, whereas, you know, and they want to just want to get back to, to their peak levels of themselves and pushing themselves. So I think we forget that for guys like Cerrone and, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I'm starting to get that, like the. I think Brett Okamoto asked Dana White, "Are you going to do something, you know, like you did for uh, Chuck Liddell, Forrest Griffith, Are you going to try to find a job or something?" He, was, and Dana White was like, just kept saying, "It's a conversation we need to have." It, it doesn't. It seems like it's one he doesn't like to have. I mean, because of probably the history he had with doing it for stuff, like uh, if you guys don't know, like before uh, the, the the sale of the UFC, uh, Matt Hughes and Chuck Liddell. We're getting a, a stipend, or they're getting paid cuts to kind of chill out and not fight. And then when the sale happened, um, you know, Liddell fought at, a, at the one Golden Boy MMA event, and um, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't good to watch. So, but um, that's that for for that fight. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I I like his attitude, but I mean, it's it's one thing to do it for fun, and 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 then, and then it's another. It's, the sad thing is, that I feel like even when Cerrone was winning, you, you know, he always got himself right there to, to title contention, and then something always would happen. I remember one of his title uh, contention fights. I forget who was against, but he, uh, I think he lost his grandmother that week, and he, you know, he still showed up. You know, the way most of us would want to show up to work and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I felt I, I just feel like uh, he's he's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's got some amazing finishes. And, uh, granted he almost got finished in the beginning of that fight, but I mean, you know, to, to, to go to a draw against a guy like a uh, Nico price, that's probably the best recent Donald Cerrone we have ever seen. And, uh, I just feel bad that, uh, you know, with the eye poke thing and everything, it was just weird. Cool thing is that they're both they They both agreed on camera that they, they, they would definitely make if they are to fight again, that's the next fight. So we, we, are get, we're definitely going to see a Cerrone price too, um, you know, probably in 2021 since uh the point he was kind of like uh it's funny how he was just like oh that's it for 2020 you know he he mentioned the loss to connor and then the pettis thing and he was just like i, I he's like that's it i'm done for 2020 so uh maybe he just needs a break because uh you know fighting as often as he fights is, is a little bit crazy um so i guess we should talk about the main event with colby covington and tyron woodley i know we just talked about woodley and, and having the to uh you know woodley thinking about maybe doing other things but it was a tko due to injury so it could have just been like an intercostal uh tear or something like that um that put him out if you've never had one it's very anything any injury you get in the core of your body and your trunk um it's going to affect your movement and uh it's definitely a pain that you notice uh i've i've had the intercostal injuries myself i've torn my groin and um you know so anything that helps you with your regular movement you don't even notice it now when you're feeling good but um you know if it happens in a fight you're gonna feel it and it will be distracting and, and i think that's uh that's uh what we saw last night the thing about um so we got about 10 minutes left for this so i'm gonna get into uh uh you know the winner colby covington made big news that the president called him during his uh, post fight interview and stuff like that. But uh, he also had an exchange with Kamaru Usman and um, man, you know, Colby Covington, obviously he's a great fighter. He's a great athlete. Um, He's definitely a contender and in his weight class, Um, this gimmick that he's found um, the whole MAGA thing and stuff like that. And again, I'm not, I, Never get political and stuff like that. But I don't know if it was he was trying to cut a pro wrestling type promo or whatever. But when kamar Usman told him, he was like, I broke your face. If you watch it, you can go to ESPN's. Uh, I think it's ESPN MMA YouTube channel. Um, something because he just got he's he's elated. He got off the phone with the president. And then they the the broadcast puts him in touch because Usman was uh, doing um some commentary last night, too. And they they get they go in there back and forth because they fought already um, When he says when he reminds Covington how about the face break or the damage that happened from their first fight He gets really upset and starts yelling like if he's uh, you know, like if this was some old-school WWE promo and I'm not gonna repeat the stuff that he said because again, so this gimmick this gimmick may have put him in the limelight to sell himself as a as a character and bu- booking fights but i mean some of the stuff he said was just kind of like dude i hope somebody had i hope somebody dana white or someone has a conversation with him and like, listen you know, like check your gimmick check your character a little bit because that stuff is uh you know you, have, you we're in a, such a crazy time right now it's an election year uh we all know donald trump is your boy you've been rocking that maga hat forever but like slow your roll a little bit with some of the stuff you say man because uh you know it, it's it's been a crazy 2020 you know never mind the pandemic just everything else that's been happening so like just uh i don't know you know it, it's he's racking up wins but it, he's definitely making himself out to be uh, a villain in in the sport and you and i prefer this is my opinion you don't have to fault mmanews.com for this but i would prefer to see more of uh what we saw between nico price and donald cerrone versus what what happened with them too? So, um, but potential matchups for him, it looks like uh uh they were talking. There's a lot of t- talk of uh, potentially booking him and Masvidal because of their history. Again, I don't know why beef like that needs to be you know a selling point. I it, it happens a lot in history, but why why it has to be so personal to to sell a fight to fans? I mean, um, maybe it's because I've been watching the sport as long as I've been watching it. But, you know, if if they're just two great fighters, I'm all for it. Look at UFC 254's main event. Uh, uh, Justin Gaethje and Khabib Magomedov have zero beef with each other. They haven't had any exchanges. They don't talk a lot of trash. I mean, outside of, of where they see the fight going. I mean, Dustin Gaethje talking about putting himself in a car wreck in every exchange. And Khabib Nurmagomedov loving it, saying this is the kind of guy I want to fight. You know, like like you don't really need to get personal or political or whatever, or attack anybody's anything. I mean, if you're both really good at what you do, then the, the fights are there to make. I mean, I'm sold on, on Kamzat Chameyev with his 17 17-second uh, win uh, in the first round against Mirshart. Uh, I want to see him fight. The best at 170 or 185, and he seems to be all for it. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. It sucks because uh, they already said Mierschard than Damian Maya at some at some point in uh, in uh, when they return to Abu Dhabi. I mean, Damian Maya again. He's up there. He's just looking to get the most submission victories to close out his career. I know he went on record in saying that. Um, but why? I mean, maybe don't do that to Damian Maya. Or maybe, you know I would love it him for him to to prove us all wrong. You know, Damian Maya is supposed to be the best uh, submission guy. He's the best jujitsu guy in MMA. But obviously the way Gilbert Burns, who's a very good jiu-jitsu guy, that's an MMA competitor, he's the number one competitor at welterweight, that's you know, he already proved that the way you beat the best jujitsu guys not to do jujitsu with him. You know, he 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 knocked him out. Uh, last night, Chimeyev proved to us that he absolutely can knock people out. And again, ectomorph, that dude's going places. I, uh, you know, I start matchmaking when I see stuff like that happen. And um, I feel like, even though he said it doesn't matter what weight class, I think uh, when he first when he picked up his first two wins, he said he prefers welterweight. But uh, I mean, I, I don't. I honestly think middleweight kind of needs him. To uh, make it exciting, because if he keeps putting guys away that he's been, the first fight was at 185, and last night was 185, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna speed him along like that, I mean, because welterweight's kind of set. You got you know Burns and uh, Dana White was adamant too at the post at all the media he did after last night's event was that Burns is next for Usman. So you know you have you 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 have all these potential uh they're talking about Nate Diaz Covington Masvidal Covington or uh, Masvidal Diaz like you have all these other fights that you're unsure about time sh- you can keep giving him other fights but I I mean I think you have to cement him in a division now we already see what he's capable of at a two-way classes cement him in a division so you can move forward and start and start booking him you know I mean, this guy's already broken a record for fighting uh, three times in in like two months or whatever it is, sixty six days. So that's a little over two months. Um, so why not have him? Uh, why not have him start going in in the rankings, beating guys that are like you know? I, I the point I'm trying to get to is, I'd like to see him get to uh, middleweight. I mean, you know this. Dana White keeps talking about uh, Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya, who's a current middleweight champ, uh, being a p- potential fight of the year candidate. Um, I ho- drop comments on 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 what you think, but I see that being another uh, Romero Adesanya. I, I I I see the two guys being careful. Um, you know, like I just don't see. I don't see that. I don't see that being fight of the year. I see Gaethje. Could be being fight of the year for the rest of this year, another candidate. But, um, say Adesanya gets past Costa, uh, next weekend, and you got this guy, uh, Chameev, who's, who's stirring things up in, in two divisions. Why not give, give him another top middleweight guy and have him, you know, that, that's a fight to make right there. Um, I actually think that's a really good fight. You want to talk about fight of the year candidate, Chameev, Adesanya? You look at, um, uh their body types i mean they, they that's a that's a really good matchup in my opinion um of course i could be wrong what do i know right uh, i'm making freaking youtube videos on a on a sunday sunday afternoon um but anyway um i i like that fight and as, as a future fight maybe like uh 2021 um i mean who knows that the speed that Chameev, they're, they're trying to move Chameev um he seems ready to go he didn't pick up any any injuries or anything so but we'll see there's there there's still time um yeah so there's definitely hopefully things improve as we close out the the year um you know what sucks is uh November since the band got lifted in MMA in my neck of the woods in uh, New York City November used to be like a uh when that happened for fight fans who used to look forward to them returning to the garden, Madison square garden uh, with a big UFC event. And when the year started, when we had uh, Joanna versus way Lee, uh, you know, that that was supposed to, if they were going to rebook that, I know that was one of the plans that they had was to rebook it for the garden. Cause Joanna uh, has a following uh, out here, especially in New York city and um, pandemic messed that up. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, we'll see if I'm wrong about uh, UFC 253 main event. Um, uh, I know with the travel and stuff, there's probably not going to be a lot of matchmaking and newer fight announcements, especially when it comes to uh, comes out Chimeev. But that dude is the truth. And um, when you got somebody that Dana White saying they've never seen anything like, I don't think we've ever seen any ever seen anything like him before. Um, I think uh, the the uh we're not going to hear a lot of matchmaking news this week, uh, probably next week, especially, you know, with the title fight, it, it just makes sense with all the travel and COVID stuff that they have to do for the, for the testing protocols. Um, I mean, this is the last quarter of a uh, 2020 horrible year, but um, there's a lot to look forward to still, especially if you're a fight fan. So make sure you keep it, uh, keep it tapped in here at the uh, MMA news.com YouTube channel. If again. Thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe. Click the thumbs up and the bell so you can get the future uh, videos and interviews that we have up. And um, that's it for me. I'll talk to you next Sunday. I'm tapping out. Catch you next week.